Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown to Rushville. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future in Rush County. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. portion of the program we turn over to you and you give us your opinions 317-684-8444 it's time for your voicemails with kendall and casey on 93 wibc so yesterday rob you had a little bit of a rant i know shocker what yes i don't even recall doing it It was like (laughs) i was in some sort of fog while that was going on did you blank out during it it's Uh, like uh you see this during great acts of heroism where mothers lift large automobiles mm -hmm. to save children where there's just no memory of the great act that just took place. Well, you did Hulk out yesterday and you were giving advice on what people can do who are a little um, disheartened about what's going on with the government and gave some advice and your overall advice was get involved. And here's a phone call about that. Hi, Rob, Casey and Kevin. I have to give a high five and a round of applause to Rob's rant yesterday regarding jumping in with your local politicians, city council, or school board, instead of just hanging out on the sidelines and doing nothing. I personally have been at every city council meeting in my area for the last nine years. Can't really go into it because we haven't come to a full resolution yet, but I'm dying to tell you my story when I can. Oh. <laughs> my point is, start locally, either at school, board, school boards or city council, because the problems in the government do not start at the federal level. They start on Main Street. I not only had to go into the city to get involved, I've been at the county and at the state at one point. It's been years of showing up, remaining civil, and getting my point across. And please know, you can't just go to one meeting. You've got to go to several. You've got to learn the players, the process, and how things work. I never thought I would be walking into a city council meeting and having the whole council and the mayor greet me by first name, but here I am. So, love your show. Keep up the good work. And again, high five, Rob, on your rant and getting involved. Take care. And God bless. Yeah, she's 100% right. Uh, so, just a, pre, just, a, just a disclaimer. These meetings are boring. Yeah. It, and sometimes they take an hour. Sometimes they take an hour and a half. They're not fun. But showing up does make a difference. Isn't that half the battle? It's just like G.I. Joe used to say, right? Yeah. One of my favorite cartoons as a kid. Um, and I go to these meetings, and it's me and the same four guys most of the time. We've kind of become buddies and just sit in the back and chuckle at how stupid these people who run the town of Brownsburg are and the ridiculous stuff they do. Here's a great example of this, though. So uh, my, my friend Glenn Adams, who somehow got elected to the town council there in Brownsburg, is the one voice of sanity and reason up there. There was this massive growth project that was proposed. He said to the community on his Facebook page, I'd like to hear from you. Overwhelmingly, I mean, there were just comment after comment after comment about people who are against this. 
and he kept saying to people, you have to show up to this meeting to voice this. They are not going to care what you put on Facebook. They will care if they have to look you in the eye and know you exist and know you are passionate enough to show up because they don't fear you. You have to make them fear you, not physically fear you in the sense you're going to harm them, but fear you in the sense you will activate to stop them if they don't stop the bullcrap. And after all those comments on Facebook and everybody being told you need to show up and say this thing, it was the same four or five of us that sit in the back and they chuckled and did the stupid, unaccountable growth that they just said they weren't going to do. This is this lady's right. You have to get involved. If you are not willing to get involved, and it doesn't mean you got to put 30 hours a week into this. It means you got to, you know, educate yourself. School board meetings are once a month. Town or city council meetings are often twice a month. You got to educate yourself on what's going on and have something informed to say. How hard is that? You don't have to have a master's degree in this stuff. You don't have to do a deep dive on it, but you have to be reasonably somewhat remotely educated and then have something reasonably remotely intelligent to say on your position on it for two to three minutes. And that's it. That's all we ask of you. You spend three hours every Sunday on a football game. You spend two hours on an IU or Purdue basketball game. We're asking for that for your lives. These people dictate how you live your life, the things you can do on your property, the things that happen in your community. And if you're willing to give more effort to an IU or Purdue basketball game than the people who want to screw you over and make no bones about it, Casey, you didn't know you were going to get another rant, did you? Here we go. Make no bones about it. (laughs) These people do want to screw you over. They are more concerned about the, the plight of the developer and the donor and the lobbyist than they are you. You have to make them fear you. And right now, none of these politicians fear us. It's how they want to spend your money. Think of it that way. Okay. We did get another phone call and uh, we spent a lot of time talking about the border. Of course, uh, Biden is on his way to Brownsville, one of the least trafficked towns on the border. And Donald Trump is going to uh, Eagle Pass. 26% of Americans, only 26% of Americans support Biden's um you know, uh, stance on how he wants going to handle the border. What is his stance? And, Do you know? Well, and what's the end game? Does that's, anyone know? That's one of the questions. And this phone call has an idea of what Biden's end game on immigration is. Hey, guys. Love the show. Hey, I hear uh, a lot of your commentators on the, on WABC, they kind of ask a generic question. What What's Biden's end game? What's the Democrats' end game for immigration coming in across illegally. I read a real small article over the Internet uh, over the weekend, a little newspaper, uh, I believe it was up in Connecticut, that said uh, the end game for this is the next census in 10 years. We had a census last year or the year before. All these illegal immigrants coming to these cities is going to change your local congressmen. They'll be able to elect more congresspeople to these blue states, so they'll be overwhelmed with Democrat congressmen in the, in the, in the Congress. So I believe that's the end game. They'll take 10 years to do it, but uh, they're going to be counted on the next census in some of these you know, cities. So I believe that's what's going on. So have a good day. 
It's an interesting point. It is. And I think he's on to something. Mm -hmm. And because obviously they've ruled you got to count the people, not the you can count the illegals in the census. And he's right. It is about creating and it, different ways you can interpret it, but the or to get to it, but you would, you would interpret it all the same. It is about creating a reliable generation of Democrat voters who are largely dependent upon government service. So I got a tweet, and it's from Grace, and she said, "Check your crypto purchase on today's show. It's gone up a lot quickly, depending on what you bought." Oh, how I thought, exciting. Well, that's interesting. We haven't done that in a while. So it was New Year's Eve of 2021 going yep. into 2022. You've been drinking heavily. I bought $100 worth of... I noticed uh, you didn't respond to that. I don't really remember if I was. Yeah, you've been, you've been drinking heavily. I probably... <laughs> I, I don't know, though, because it's quite a process when you go through to buy crypto. Oh, you would have to be sober in order to yeah, actually do it. Yeah, I, I. so I don't think I had been drinking that much maybe one glass of wine anyway i put a hundred dollars in the account and we check it from time to time yeah. and it went all the way down to 31 dollars. Yep. yep and as i pull it up today the account is now up to 77 dollars and 91 cents so you're so you had over two over three years mm -hmm. well not quite three years over two plus years you're still down 23 percent yeah and i actually got to reach back out to, i told you i found the crypto guy right well who it, understands this and can it, explain it's it. being reported that Bitcoin is on track to have its biggest monthly gain in more than three years. Here's the point of all of this, though, and we got to get the crypto guy in here because he he was able to reasonably kind of walk me through a little bit of this. And he went on vacation and said, I'll get back to you when I get back. I met this for those of you who aren't familiar with what I'm talking about. I met a, I was bartending and met a guy at a golf course mm -hmm. who lives in this world. And he wasn't trying to like he wasn't like being crypto guy. Like, I had to pry it out of him about what he did. Because, you know, crypto guy's like, if you're not in Bitcoin, you're <laughs> super missing out. We're up 9 million percent in seven <laughs> hours. He was not Bitcoin guy. Mm -hmm. He was a guy who was very quiet about what he did. And then I, you know, I'm pretty good at talking to people at the bar, Casey. I kind of made my social living doing mm -hmm. that for many, many years. Yeah. Um, and I pried it out of him and then started having a pretty in-depth conversation with him about it. And I think he can, he'd be able to kind of explain how this all works and why it works and why their people are in it and all these sort of things. But again, I come back to if you got to have somebody do that for you, <laughs> then what is it? Like, why are you doing I this? I know this dollar yeah. has, whether it's bull crap or not, this dollar has X amount of value. And when I go to Walmart, this dollar will get me mm -hmm. X amount of product for that. And so I still think it's just really hard without the backing of an actual, with actual governments being behind it, without the power that comes with that. I mean, you could say, well, Rob's, you know, coming out for the government. Mm -hmm. No, what I'm saying is the reality of how money works and how wealth works is having faith and credit of governments is a huge part of doing that. So you do what you want to do. I'm by no means an investment expert. I'm just saying it ain't my bag. I'm just excited that my $100 went down to 31. It's now up to 70 so I have it's, lost less. Here's here's the thing, Casey. For what you're doing, it's it's perfect. It's perfect. It's like me with sports betting. Right. It goes up. It goes down. You know, I I'm hit, not gambling away the mortgage. I hit big last night. I had lost several bets before that. It all ends up being about the same. I'm a couple bucks ahead mm -hmm. over the past several months, and it's a wild ride. I lose four or five bets in a row, but at a couple dollars a time. It's taken two years, though, to get $50 back. The only thing I'm pissed off about when I lose a sports bet is I'm just competitive and don't want to lose. It's not like I'm sitting around going, oh, damn, my mortgage isn't going to get paid this month. Right. Same thing with you, right? So it's that's fine. It's when you get people that have their whole right. life wrapped up in it. Or the entire city of Miami.